What is up? Welcome back to Storytime. I'm um, here today recording from a very different place. I'm recording today from Toronto. Uh, we got in last night. It's cold as balls, minus seven degrees, but it's great to be here. So far, the people have been amazing. The weather's been great. The place we're staying in is awesome. But today will be the first episode that I'm recording by myself, unfortunately. Um, Choppy that I usually record with, he is back in Cape Town. Um, he'll be getting other things going, keeping other things running, but today it will just be me, myself, and I on this one. So yeah, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I thought today I'd talk about something that has obviously been very, very relevant for me at the moment, which has been flying and heading overseas, going to a different country, meeting different people, eating different foods, etc., etc. I thought it could be quite a cool way for me to interact with everyone while we travel, um, as well as keep a journal. On everything that we've been seeing um, and all the funny stories that have been going on so for me to start this one flying is definitely gonna be episode it well, the first episode of this solo thing while I'm here but not the biggest fan of flying never have been but after this trip it might have made things a little bit more awkward and a little bit less fun for me as well so it's a huge blessing to be able to see the world, to be able to fly, to be able to go different places. But this one was exceptionally weird. And I think it's just because I've been, you know, so much more open to seeing things, uh, meeting different people, taking on different, you know, different stories and um, basically just, you know, keeping my eyes peeled towards things that could be funny, entertaining or, or informative. So getting on the plane, we basically flew from cape town to istanbul turkey um check-in was fine apparently i don't look like i used to look like seven years ago when i had my photo taken which i still don't know is a good or a bad thing because apparently then i was kind of pulling it off so now i just think i'm getting old and fat and boring at the age of 24 already but so we climb on the plane and we're heading over and um it's going to be a 10-hour flight from cape town to istanbul we do our check-in check our bags in the guy did me a solid, whatever his name is. I honestly can't remember, but if you ever listen to this, thank you so much. Um, I was overweight. Not me physically, but I was overweight, like bag weight. And um, just did me a solid. And he was like, oh, dude, don't worry. You know what? Pfft. I can tell you got a lot of jackets in. You're obviously going to Canada. It's really cold. You want to stay warm. I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to do you a solid. Be overweight. It's okay. Checks my bag through and me being... The absolute idiot that I am turns around to Jess and goes, he let me be overweight. Ah! And I kind of saw the disappointment in his face. I'd given this away. I mean, if he is fired, if I got him fired, I apologize. But I was so stoked. He let me to be overweight and have to leave any warm clothes behind. So we got on this plane, me and my overweight self get on this plane and we get put in front of a family which I swear had 19 children. So I'm not like, it's not a big thing for me who I sit next to. Usually I opt for the aisle seat. I think, you know, the best people in the world opt for the aisle seat because we're usually the thickest and the biggest. Respect to those peeps. Also, people that want to sit next to the windows, I understand it's the best place to sleep, but there's not a chance that I want to see 
30,000 feet down to the ground while I'm up there. Not a fan of heights, not a fan of flying. So that's just not an option that's going to work for me. So I take the aisle seat and I'm happy there. I'm happy in my aisle seat. It's two to the wall, four in the middle and two to the other wall. So that's the size of the plane in seating arrangement. So we have this, like, you know, have the, the seat that I've been wanting, um, a bunch of people sitting around us and we get sat in front of a family with about 19 children and I'm rounding it up to probably something smaller than it was. They had four kids sitting next to us. So they had booked the entire row next to us and had the whole row behind us, right? So this is the amount of people in the same bloodline that we're dealing with. And this is perfectly fine by me. Have as many kids as you want. I wouldn't recommend it because children are very expensive. So clearly this is a very wealthy, well-off family. So we've got all of them sitting around us. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. I'm getting knocked like in the back of the head a couple times, you know, when someone like, kicks your seat behind you. But it's not a child sitting behind me. It's like a full-grown adult. So I don't understand why my seat's being kicked. That's the first thing. Why are you kicking my seat? Your feet should be touching the floor, not hanging off the edge of your seat. Then the lady that's next to this kicker that's next to her puts her seat back, which is what happens. You put your seat back. You want to lie down. You want to get comfortable. You want to watch some movies. That's all cool. But then Jessica next to me puts her seat back so she can do exactly the same thing. And this bitch out of nowhere taps on the head. <coughs> on the head with one finger, which is very disrespectful. If it was more than one finger, I'd be like, that's okay. But one finger is just crossing the line because it's like puny, it's like tiny. You tap me with one little finger, disrespectful. Taps with one finger, she turns around, she goes, sorry, um, I'm not very comfortable when you put your seat back. So if you could not do that, that would be swell. So, you know, my knees are in the way of your seat. So if you could not put your seat back, my knees would be happy. So don't do that, basically. So we turn around and we're like, listen, madam, um, if you can put your seat back, we can put our seat back, right? This is an airplane, tensions are high, everyone's nervous, I don't like flying already, now you want to cause some shit. So first she does this, then in her audacity, stands up, wants to take a photo of her kids sitting next to us. Remember there's four of them, right? So you need to get some wide angle shit on this bitch so you can fit all your kids in this photo. She leans onto my chair and she puts her hand on my head to take this photo. So I'm sitting, now I'm her tripod stand for this family endeavor, puts her hand on my head to take the photo of her children. So immediately I'm trying to be a good civilian, right? And immediately I stand dead still. I don't move. So my head stays the way it is so that her phone can stay. So it's not blurry. So the quality is good. You know, so you can see all the smiles on the faces of these children. I stay dead still. <clears throat> she takes the photo. Pah! Photo taken. Then I'm like, wait a second. You just used my head to take a damn photo. So this now goes on. She's got a photo. She's happy. None of us are allowed to put our seats back. My head's getting used to hold things stably if that's even a word my head's being used to hold things stably but she's got a damn photo and the kids are smiling so everyone's happy cool we do this entire flight all right kids are leaving stuff on the floor they're throwing papers down half-eaten foods on the floor which is also going to be a thing in the story there was a couple different people that left shit on the floor but we'll get to that later that bugged the crap out of me but we'll get to that later so leaves all this stuff on the floor and 
as we are about to land, obviously, you know, everyone puts earphones in to play music. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe landing is just probably the scariest part of flying because you've made it all this way and you're like, Shoof, if something goes wrong now, I'm going to be pretty bleak because I just sat on my ass for 10 hours. So that's how I spent the last few moments of my life sitting on my ass watching a movie that was, you know, launched in 2016, but it's got my favorite actor in. So I just watched it anyway for the 10th time, which was the case for us. And as we're coming into land, this guy puts his earphones into the TV screen to play music off the TV screen, not knowing that his earphones aren't working. So now everyone on this plane is listening to rap music at the highest possible volume. And this dumbass hasn't picked up that his earphones aren't working. So he's blaring Kanye West, but God forbid for longer than 15 seconds. So Kanye West plays for 15 seconds. Then we got some Kendrick Lamar going for 15 seconds. Then some old school Drake for 15. And this kid's just flicking through songs like he wants to listen to the entire playlist before the like plane touches down. Music going, blasting out loud, doing his thing, rap music going. He's got the head bob going. You know, the whole family's got the head bob. They're all in unison. Everyone's head bobbing together. The rest of the plane is like, I hate these children. Land, music goes off because it has to grab our bags and we're off right so that's how we land in istanbul turkey then we come through and obviously you have to go to customs so we've got to fetch all our bags and we have some big ass bags with us because we'll be here in canada for three months so that's a lot of warm clothes a lot of socks a couple pairs of underwear and you know as many jackets as i could possibly manage to squeeze into these bags get our bags come through to customs and i have to be honest I think working in customs as one of those people must be the worst job on the entire planet. Because even if you're a happy go-getter of a person, there's no ways that you are allowed to be that person. These are the most miserable people on the face of the planet. I already have my visa. I've just flown like, what, 10, 11, 12 hours to be here. I have all my bags. I'm tired. I'm sweaty. I'm carrying all this heavy shit. You get there. And it takes them 15 minutes to register whether it's you that you are. So I have my visa. I have my name. I can tell you all the details in the world of myself. But this guy has to make extra double, triple sure that it's possibly not me. Checks. I try to ask him a question. How's your day, sir? Doesn't answer me. Beautiful weather today, sir. Doesn't answer me. What do you recommend we do in Istanbul while we're here? Doesn't answer me. Eventually, I'm like, you know what? Screw this bitch. I'm going to play the same game as him. So I stand miserable. I'm facing off with this guy from the other side of the glass. And we're facing off. We're facing off. We're facing off. And he's looking at me, looking at my passport. Looking at me, looking at my passport. Looking at me, looking at my passport. And the recommendation I got given was that I need to take a new photo. Because I'm not as cute and cuddly as I used to be. Gives me back my, cust my, my, my customs paper thing with a little stampy stamp that they signy, signy off on the back get back my my passport and we're off and we enter the country had a great two days in istanbul turkey it really really was a lot of fun um i'll go into that into further detail in another episode that i'll record but the different foods the different people um incredible incredible country just very 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 um rich in culture which sounds like a very cheesy cliche thing to say but that's really what it was um we she's turkish tea uh, Turkish foods, pastries, beer, um, incredible, just a really, really incredible stay. Um, so that kind of made the flying thing easier, knowing that the following day we had to fly out for another 10-hour flight across to Toronto. So climbing onto this plane, 
I don't really have many expectations. Thought I had been given a middle seat in the aisle, which fortunately, thank you to Paddy, shout out Paddy, our, what do you call them? Like a travel, huh? Travel agent. travel agent, thank you. Boom, big words for Josh. Travel agent that helped us out. She's such a gangster. So th th this plane was a little bit bigger. So it was 343, which was the seating arrangement of this one. So I, I guess a little bit bigger. And we walk on and there's three seats and I'm 51B. So it'd be A, B, C. So B would be the middle seat. Walking, 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 all the way to find 51. It turns out we are the third row right from the back, which is great because when they bring food, you're one of the first people to get served. And I didn't know the site to get told this, but it was really cool. Um, so go through and we basically booked a seat that was the first row of two behind a row of three. So they'd given me an entire seat space next to me for my fat feet to go into, which was incredible. Uh, so I got all the space in the world. I'm like, cool, this plane, this plane I must pay the sense plane drive, but this this flight has started off the right way. Sit down, I'm happy. Now, I'm, now, now we're watching people come in and there's no space in the overhead compartments for us because it's obviously been taken by, I think the crew, which were the dopest crew ever, and I'll tell you that now. Uh, so I had to go further down. I had to go right back to the front. Well, not all the way, but kind of. And put my bags there and then come back. And that was all fine. Cool. Needless to say, I have all my podcast equipment, my laptop, and two cameras in this bag. So if anyone tries to shove their bag on top of that one, we're going to box. I will fight you and I will win this one, right? Don't want to be putting a digital Sony A7 into my bag and it comes back a compact camera with no, with like, you know, the lens that's half the length because you decided to shove your big ass bag into the freaking compartment, Susan. So got away with that. No one broke anything. Sit down. A family sit down in front of us. And again, a family with kids. I have nothing against kids. I'm one of three. I have two younger siblings and they are legends. But on a plane... Unfortunately, we're in an environment where a crying baby is no longer just your concern. Now it's everyone's concern. So I'm pissed off at this baby. So I want to fight this baby. Because the thing hasn't, or the thing, he or she, or whatever this baby was, hasn't stopped crying for the past three, four hours. And this is how far into the flight we are now. I swear to you, we climbed onto a plane that had every baby in Istanbul on this bitch. Every third or fourth row had a baby. Babies are us on this plane. We had the entire next generation on this plane with us. Turns out they all want to be in Canada at the same damn time. So they're all on the plane with us. We flying. This baby has not stopped crying. And we're talking like three, three, maybe four hours into this flight. I'm halfway through my second movie. This baby has not stopped crying. He's still going off. Family don't care because they got two kids. So they've been through the first crying baby. So it doesn't really matter to them. Crying, 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 crying. Then on top of this, this guy obviously needs to like change diapers and feed the baby and keep it entertained, right? With different toys and shit. So he takes all the garbage from looking after the baby and puts it on the floor behind him. So on my feet, right? Puts it all down there. I'm talking like wrappers of food whatever they used to change babies. There was one or two like wet wipes lying on the ground. There was the packaging of some weird toys that they'd obviously given the baby. Um, 
whenever they brought us food to eat, there's obviously they bring it on a tray. It was really, really good food. I recommend flying Turkish Airlines. The food was dope. Except the scrambled eggs or the omelet. Don't don't chow the omelet. So they bring us the trays and he'll take his entire tray and put it on the floor behind him. So there's cups and there's bread rolls and stuff rolling across the aisle of the plane and people are kicking it all over the place and this poor air hostess i'm not sure what her name was either but this poor air hostess has to come through and clean up after this guy every few hours and she comes up and she's like so is this your stuff i'm like no it's this dickhead stuff that's sitting in front of me and he keeps putting it on the floor and this poor lady's huffing and puffing cleaning up his stuff having to fetch gloves to handle it because it's wet wipes from a baby so who knows what bodily fluids are on that wet wipe i.e baby shit which we know is slimy and weirdly colored on the floor and she's cleaning up all the stuff and this proper pissed me off so i just wanted this podcast to also be a message saying when you're on a plane and there's air hostess ladies or dudes looking after you be respectful to these peeps they are making your flight enjoyable they are bringing the food to shut you up and basically at any whim will bring you whatever you want i mean i ordered enough whiskey for two people drank it by myself which was the plan all along while watching Thor it was incredible but she brought me everything I wanted I was like cool I want two double two double whiskeys she's like sure have as many doubles as you want brought me my double whiskeys so I had a great last few hours of this plane ride landed made it through bit of a weird plane flight I was pretty for certain that the plane wasn't gonna make it and here's why when you go to the bathroom on the plane right and there's the cubicles that you go to pee in firstly peeing during turbulence is the hardest thing i've done in my entire life i had to lean with my head against the roof of the cubicle just to pee but it was fun and you had to clean up all over the place afterwards because it's near impossible to get that right the floors moving everything's shaking there's someone outside waiting to go next there's a lot of pressure i did have stage fright it might have taken me three times the amount of time just to take a leak right that's a side note. So we're waiting to pee, waiting to go in and pee. And there's a couple people outside the cubicle door. And right at the bathrooms of the plane is the doors that you walk in through to get onto the plane. You know, we all walk up and they go, hi, welcome, sir. Thank you for flying Turkish Airlines, please. Can I please see your ticket? And you go, yes. <laughs> yeah, here's my ticket. And they go, oh, 51B, you'll be down on the left, yeah? Thank you very much. You just have to take about like a five minute walk to the back of the plane. Thank you. Okay, bye. I nailed that one. And that, so at, at, at those doors, right? So you obviously come in there, then they close it, and there's a giant handle. That must be the length of about three or four rulers. Big silver handle that they grab, and they pull down to the floor. And this obviously locks the mechanism of the door. Now, I'm sure there's more than just this handle to keep this thing closed, but when there's pressure... Not air pressure, when there's pressure on, like stress, when there's stress on you in a plane at 30,000 feet, you're not a fan of flying, everyone's always nervous in an airport. Everyone's always nervous on a plane. That's never going to go away. Whether you like it or not, there's always that certain level of tension in the air when it comes to flying. So we're standing at this cubicle waiting to go and pee. And there's clearly, very clearly, a sticker on the door that says do not sit on this door because if your dumbass sits on this door and this bitch opens it's minus 46 degrees outside at 30,000 feet and I'm pretty sure this thing can suck us all out of this bitch very 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 quickly if you choose to open this door right 
So, waiting to pee, I'm at a normal level of tension. This guy sits on the door, uses the door handle as an elbow rest, and he's chilling. I'm staring at him like, dude, do you know that you're about to like end this like flight for everyone? You're about to make this not enjoyable anymore. Like, I still have half a movie left, and you want to open this bitch and climb off. So he's sitting on that. I go into pee. I come out. He stopped sitting on that. I'm like, oh, cool. There's just one dumbass on this plane, right? Nah, negatory. Come back to pee again. And there's a guy with his baby, one of the 49 babies on this plane, standing with his baby, who was a very cute baby, by the way. And he was also a gangster. Had like a dope Toronto Raptors jersey on. He was quite a gangster. Standing with his baby. And he's like putting his baby on, you know, like there'll be something sticking for the way he puts, it, puts his baby on the thing on the wall and the baby falls and he catches it and it's like a fun game for the two of them. I.e. it's a fun game just for the two of them, right? He takes his baby and I swear to you, I'm not making this up. He takes his baby and he sits his baby on the door handle that they have used to close the entire plane. He sits his baby on the door handle which opens the entire plane and fucks everyone, right? Sits his baby on this door handle. Now, I'm watching this situation and I don't know who I'm angry at more, the dad or the baby, because clearly the baby is the more intelligent of the two and the baby is just letting this happen. The baby's chilling on the, on the, on the handle like it's a game, you know, truth or dare, rock, paper, scissors, what's going to happen here, will this open or not? And the dad's just leaving him on the handle. Then, I promise you, guys, this is where the shit gets interesting, takes the baby off the handle, and now obviously in his brain, he's going, wow, that's quite a strong door handle. I just sat my baby on this door handle, and it didn't move. So he picks up the baby, shoulders the baby, takes his other fat hand, grabs the door handle, and starts pulling on the door handle to see if he can move this handle. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in an airplane where someone is trying to open the door and it's not for the activity of skydiving. It's not very fun. I'm looking at this guy and I go, um, sir, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think you should be playing with that. It's not a toy. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to make it to Toronto. I've, you know, I've, I've never seen the snow. I'd like to see the snow. And not from 30,000 feet face first into the ground kind of snow. Like stand in it and maybe make a snow angel kind of snow. Pulling on the door handle, I go into pee. Now, let alone turbulence and the stage fright factor, I'm scared that as I start peeing, he opens this door and it suctions my ass out of the, out of the cubicle. And I get seen with my schlong swinging, falling out of an airplane, which is going to be really embarrassing. So I, 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 I couldn't pee. I didn't pee, right? I went in and I pretended like I peed. I even unzipped my pants, stood there. I couldn't pee because I'm worried about this guy opening the door. Flushed through the whole thing, which also freaks me out, by the way. You have to close the lid and then flush because I'm scared that it suctions me down the drain. So I close that, wash my hands, still clean up politely, even though I haven't done anything. Come out and he's gone. Gone. Don't see him. Then I'm standing, waiting for Jess to finish peeing in the other cubicle. And this is all one flight. 
I'm standing, waiting for her to, you know, finish doing her tang. And this little lady, long and short of this is I'm pretty sure I met a witch on the plane. And this is why I think everything was happening. So this is my theory. I think there was a witch on the plane and she was doing some dark voodoo stuff for all the families ensuring that they all have kids. So all of them had kids. I think that's what happened. I think she's like the family fertility witch, right? I think that's who she was. And I think she was on the plane with them for shits and giggles. So, and I say shits and giggles because it's very relevant. Shits because it was at the toilet and giggles because this bitch laughed at me in a very, very, very trippy way. So this is for the shits and giggles. So she comes down, I'm standing, I'm waiting for Jess to finish and I'm just standing doing my own thing. You know, I'm watching the air hostess ladies make the coffee and I'm asking questions about where they keep the food, how they keep it warm, where does all the trash go? What do they do with leftover food? Cause I'm still kind of hungry, that kind of thing. And she comes past the cubicle and she stands in front of me and she lets out this like witch laugh, this like <laughs> and looks and like points at me with this like twisted quonky little finger and just keeps walking. And I think this whole plane had it in for us. I think they knew that there were that many babies and there were that many families and there were that many people trying to open the door of this bitch. And she planned all of this. I don't know who she is, but I'm putting my money on the fact that I'm definitely seeing her again while I'm in Canada. I don't know why she'd be here either. But met a witch on the plane. Trippiest thing I've ever seen. So she laughs at me. I'm like still feeling a little bit unsure about this. You know, about, about her doing this whole <laughs> thing. That was actually a pretty good one. Doing this whole thing. Then this guy comes out the bathroom, dyed white hair, actually really nice leather jacket. And the biggest waft of shit follows him out the cubicle. And I think this is what chased the witch away. The smell came out and it was like, be gone Satan. And she just ran to the other side of the plane. Just ran really quickly to the other side of the plane so she could be away from it. Wafts out and we're sitting right there at the cubicle, obviously on, you know, on the other side, thank the Lord. But everyone that's like sitting around this cubicle is like, uh, something clunks like shit. Uh, ah. And obviously everyone looks at me, not at him, because it couldn't be the guy in the fancy nice leather jacket. But this guy dropped a deuce that I swear made this plane a little bit heavier. We had to get rid of some cargo just to accompany this guy's dump. But... Needless to say, got there safely again. I mean, there was, there's, there's no ways that we wouldn't get there safely. I mean, I've, you know, flown not many times, but once or twice in my life. And every time everything went cool. So, you know, despite witches and babies trying to open doors and giant shits, I, we, we, we made it, you know, relatively unscathed. Made it through to Toronto, which is where we are now. Um, yeah, incredible city. Um, we had two guys from a country that ends in Novia. I don't know which one, but it ends in Novia. Help us to book a taxi. Is it a taxi or a cab or whatever they call it? Yeah. So we got out and none of the cabs wanted to take us to our uh, apartment because it was so close. So they wouldn't be making a lot of money because it's like a one kilometer trip. But I don't know if you can walk one kilometer in a t-shirt and a jacket no beanie, no, no gloves, and a pair of Converse with holes in the bottom through the snow in minus seven degrees. So we definitely needed a cab. And these two guys were really nice. 
and um, met, we just walked into a random restaurant and said, guys, I really need your help. And they were you know, kind enough to help us out and actually paid for our cab, um, put us in the car and sent us off to our apartment. So shout out to those two guys. Um, thank you so much for, for helping us get you. Um, yeah, I don't think it would have been a smart thing to walk with, you know, six bags, um, each overweight. You know, I had some fat bags, um, which was actually also the funniest thing to see because when you land and you have to go fetch your bags off the carousel, I think I said that correctly, and you have to fetch your bags off the carousel, it is the funniest thing watching people trying to get their bags off the carousel. Firstly, even if your face was printed on the side of this bag, people forget which bag is theirs. They're just grabbing random shit and thinking it's their own. And if it's not, just chugging it back onto the carousel. So people are just grabbing every bag. It's the scariest thing ever. It's like a free-for-all as if, you know, you don't have to pay for these bags. Take whatever you want. You can have it all. And people are just grabbing. You know, this bag. Oh, it's not mine. Back on the carousel. And this one. Oh, it's not mine. Back on the carousel. And they've got to get these little dudes. I said little dudes because they were really tiny dudes, which doesn't help the irony of this whole situation. There's little dudes to help all the ladies, which is really cool, to get their bags off the carousel. And these poor guys, obviously you want everyone standing right against the barrier of the carousel to get their bags because, you know, it's me, myself, and I, and no one else, which, you know, society is great. So these poor guys have to go in between the people and try to grab these big-ass bags because obviously Susan had to bring 19 pairs of shoes, an entire makeup kit, and 49 jerseys. Huge bags in the carousel, which i.e. would make me Susan, because that's almost exactly what I brought. Bam! So, yeah, getting these massive bags off. It wasn't too difficult for us. I mean, the two of us just grab bags and chuck, grab bags and chuck. Um, but watching people get bags of a carousel, hands down, probably the best game you could do in an airport. So I'd recommend, if you are alone in an airport, or with people, it could be a little, you know... Everyone get together, carousel and chill. Watch this shit. Because it is brilliantly funny watching little people take big bags off of a moving carousel. Pulls their ass five meters along the ground before they can actually get this thing off. So that was brilliantly funny. So, yeah, I think that's basically our trip. I mean, we took a taxi in Turkey with a bunch of Russian dudes. I thought this was about to be taken seven and we were going to be gone forever because Turkish people are really, really, really scary. Actually, Russian people are even scarier. Russian people are scary. If you're Russian and you're listening to this, you can tell me that I'm wrong. You can tell me that I'm being rude. I don't think I am. Russian people are scary. And it's a good thing. I mean, you know, no one, no one wants to mess with a Russian dude. We sat next to two Russian dudes in Turkey and had dinner. We're pretty certain they arrived in a green Lamborghini. So shout out to Russian people. They you know, good taste in cars. And they're just really scary. Although seeing a Russian dude drinking tea out of a little glass mug was brilliant. So, yeah, that's basically been our trip this far. Flying is an incredible experience. Traveling is an incredible experience. I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, we've also just started. So I can't really, you know, talk on much. Um, so far, our journey has been really cool. Um, I want to thank you to everyone that's made it possible for us to come out here. Um, we're both feeling extremely blessed. I'm feeling very blessed to be able to do this. Um, yeah, traveling is amazing. Um, we're going to go out today uh, in the snow, um, go find a gym, go buy food, uh, see some friends tonight, doing a trivia night tonight, which will be very interesting. I'll tell you guys about trivia night in the next one. I don't know how interesting trivia night is or whether it's good or not, but it sounds like it's going to be dope. Probably not going to be very good at it. 
unless it's about Disney, and I'll smash that bitch. But yeah, thank you for listening so much, guys. Um, yeah, podcast today, first one ever that I've had to do alone and had no one on the show with me, which has been a little bit lonely, but really great to still, you know, stay up to date and be able to chat to you guys and, you know, kind of give people something to listen to. So thank you for tuning in. Um, next Monday, I will be releasing the next episode. Thank you, guys. Sweet!